You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Psalm 19 and verse number one, the Bible says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. And let's pray. Our Father, I pray that you'd speak to us tonight, use your word, and use this psalm to minister to our heart, and may we be challenged, and may we be helped. I thank you for your people. I thank you for their faithfulness to your house. I thank you for those who are watching, those who are listening. I thank you for those who have continued to serve and give and pray and live for you in these days. I pray that you'd help us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Psalm 19. We are in this psalm tonight, and I will probably be in it next Sunday night also. Uh, I'll be honest with you, as I began to study for this psalm, I had a tendency, or I, I, I wanted to do kind of what I usually do when I read the psalm. I kind of skim over the first six verses, and I get to verses 7 to 14, the verses that talk about the, the Bible, talk about scriptures, talk about the Word of God. And I know you shouldn't skim over stuff, but I think sometimes we do that. There's certain passages. But as I began to study Psalm 19, and I memorized this psalm when I was a boy, but as I began to study Psalm 19, God really used this to speak to me, and I hope it'll be a blessing to you as we look at it. Notice with me verse number one. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Hold your place in Psalm 19, and turn with me, if you would, please, to Genesis chapter 1. We don't use that word a lot, the word firmament, but I want you to see what the firmament is. It says in verse number 5 of Genesis chapter 1, it says, And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. The evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament. Verse 8, and God called the firmament heaven. Interesting. And the evening and the morning were the second day. Notice verse number 14. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven." to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. Notice verse number 17. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven. That What he set there? He set the, the two great lights, the greater light, the sun by day, and the lesser light, the moon by night, and the stars. And it says in verse 16, he made the stars also. Isn't that amazing, the, the, the size and the scope of the stars? And yet, it's mentioned as an afterthought. 
God in His almighty creation. God created the worlds and spoke them into existence. And just a couple verses, oh yeah, and He made the stars. What a powerful God. Uh, what a mighty God. And you think, and I think that God can't take care of us? Are you kidding me? God, the creator of this universe, he is able to meet our needs. He's able to supply our needs as we sang about. He is the I am God. Verse number uh, 20, and God said, uh, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl, the, the, the birds that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. We see back in Psalm 19, 1, that the heavens, we know what that is, and it says the heavens declare, they proclaim the glory of God and the firmament. The firmament is the expanse of heaven. Literally, it is the vault or it is uh, that which holds the sun, the moon and the stars, the atmosphere, if you will. And God made the space and God made the room in which to place the lights, the sun and the moon and the stars and we think, what an amazing creation that God could create the sun, moon, and stars. Well, not only did he create those, but he made a place to put them. He made a universe so vast that it could contain uh, the, the billions and billions of stars and the galaxies. And the Bible says that the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament, it shows us God's handiwork. Without the sun and the moon and the stars, Without light, we would not be able to see the beauty of God's creation. Not only are the lights magnificent, but they allow us to observe the beauty of all that God has created. We see the sun and the beauty of the sun and the beauty of the moon and the stars and the planets. We see the, the clouds. We see the sunrises and we see the sunsets and all of those things, they, they declare the glory of God. Can I tell you, you have to be, you have to be crazy to look up in the sky at night or to look up in the sky during the day or to look at the creation of this world. You have to be crazy to think that all that all happened by an accident. You have to be crazy to look at the human body. You have to be crazy to look at animal life and plant life. You have to be crazy to look at those things and say that was all the result of a big explosion. We're not sure how that explosion happened. We're not sure where that materials came from. We're not sure how that happened, but there was this explosion and boom, here we are. Are you kidding me? And just so you wouldn't have to wonder where we came from, God put it, first verse, first chapter in the Bible, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And that's where a lot of people have a problem. They don't want to be accountable. They don't want to have to answer to a creator. They don't want to have to obey a God who created them and who made them. But the creation, the heavens declare the glory of God. Romans chapter 1, the Bible tells us that creation is a witness of the existence of God. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But the creation itself is a witness that there is a God, that there is a creator. Notice with me, Psalm 19, verse number two. Day unto day uttereth speech. Night unto night showeth knowledge. What that's saying is that every day, 
it shows us that God is the creator. Every night you look up in the sky, night after night after night and day after day after day, and the message is clear that there is a God. And the heavens declare the glory of God and the earth, the firmament showeth his handiwork every day, every night. It makes it very clear. Notice verse 3. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Did you know that the beauty of creation is communicated in every language? doesn't matter what language you speak. You look up and you see the sky and you look up and see the stars and you look up and see the creation. It doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter what books you have available. It doesn't matter uh, what missionaries you've got available to you. You look at that and that speaks your language. That tells you that there is a God. The heavens speak to every nation and every language that there is a God, there is a creator. You could travel to the rainforests of South America, and you may not know the language of some of the people there, but those rainforests would declare that there is a God. You could go to the vast deserts of Africa, and you may not speak the language of the inhabitants, but that creation and that beauty and that a wonder declares that there is a God. You could go to the mountains of Asia and China and Tibet and Nepal, and you could visit those places and you may not speak their language, but those mountains declare the glory and the majesty of God. You can visit the plains of North America. You may not understand the language of some of the Yankees in this country, and they may not understand the language of some of the Southerners in this country, and you may not understand all that they're saying, but you look at the beauty of this country and you have to realize there is a God. And that is communicated from the creation, from the, the majesty and the wonder and the marvelous work of God. You could travel to, to the hills of Europe. You could travel to the outback of Australia or the Great Barrier Reef of Australia, the glaciers of Antarctica. And you may not understand the language, but the beauty of creation declares without a doubt, without a question, without a debate that there is a God. I think about some of the beautiful places that my wife and I have had the opportunity to visit in this country. Uh, we traveled for nine years. We traveled all over the United States. And I'm telling you, we live in such a beautiful country. If you ever get the chance to travel a little bit, just to see some of the beauty, you will be amazed. Uh, I think about uh, some of the beautiful places out in the Northwest. I think about uh, Oregon and Washington and that coastline, just the beauty. Uh, the beauty of the Redwoods. I think as you go down to the southwest and you visit places like the Grand Canyon, just it's it's a, you can't even you can't even describe it. You say, "Well, I saw a documentary that, that that's good, but that doesn't do it justice." You go up to the some of the northern plains states and you go up to Montana and Wyoming and North and South Dakota and you visit some of those areas, the Badlands and some of the beauty of the Rocky Mountains. You go down into Utah and you see some of the the Red Rocks in Moab, Utah. It's just, it's just beautiful. It's breathtaking. You go over into the western slopes of Colorado and you see uh, the Black Canyon, which is deeper than the Grand Canyon. It's not as big, but it's, it's just beautiful. It's just gorgeous. You go across the Midwest and you see the beauty of the plains and the beauty of places like the Mississippi River and the Great Lakes. And you go down in the, uh, the southeast and the, the Gulf of Mexico and the coastline of Florida and you go to the the outer banks of 
North Carolina and you visit the, 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 the Smoky Mountain area and you get up into the New England states and you visit just some of the most beautiful places that you could imagine, just in our country alone, and you visit those places and you see that beauty and you realize that God did that. God made that. You say, why did he make it? He made it for you and for me and he made it to show his glory to declare that he is God. And by the way, let me just say, as I take a time out here, we live in a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, world on a beautiful planet. But can I tell you, this planet has been cursed by sin. You think this is beautiful. You should have seen it before the fall. You should have seen it before the curse. And I'll tell you, I still think it's beautiful. And what we see on this earth is nothing compared to what God has prepared for us in heaven. And yet God shows us and God uh, uh, declares his glory through creation. Notice verse number four. It says their line. That word line, it has the idea. It could mean a line of poetry. It could even be a line of music. Their line is gone out through all the earth. I, I wonder if maybe that's talking about the, 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 the rivers as they flow and the birds as they sing and the wind as it blows through the trees and, and just the music and the sounds of creation, the sounds ringing forth the praises of God. Their line is gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. It says, In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun. That word tabernacle literally means a dwelling place. It could even refer to like a tent. And you know what's amazing? Is God not only created the sun and the moon and the stars, but God created a place for the sun at night, which of course we know that uh, the sun's not revolving around us. We're revolving around the sun. But God created a place. God created a spot for the sun and the moon and the stars. Verse number five, we're still talking here about the sun. But the illustration is given. It says, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. Now, that's referring to the sun and it's talking about how the, the sun, when that sun comes out and that sun comes up in the morning, there's new life, there's joy, uh, there is power. Can I tell you, you're not going to stop the sun from coming up tomorrow morning. You can muster all the armies of the world and all the strength and all the technology, but you are not going to stop the sun from coming up. You're not going to stop that strong man who's fired up and ready and, and, and waiting to run that race. You're not going to hold him back. That sun that rises from darkness and brings light and joy and hope and gladness like a, a bridegroom would have great joy and like a, a strong man would be ready and, and committed and excited to run a race. That, that's what the sun does every morning, every day when it comes up. Notice verse 6, his going forth is from the end of the heaven in his circuit unto the ends of it. There is nothing hid from the heat thereof. That word circuit, not just talking about the daily rising and setting of the sun, but literally talking about a seasonal or even a yearly circuit of the sun. 
Isn't that amazing how God not only created the sun, the moon, the stars, and the planets, but God set everyone in the exact right orbit, in the exact perfect spot. If we were closer to the sun, we'd burn up. If we were further away from the sun, uh, we would freeze to death. But God put us in the right spot, exactly. And isn't it amazing how you can't change the seasons? Uh, you can't change the times. You can't stop the sun. You can't do any of that. And the Bible says nothing is hid from the heat thereof. That's a very interesting and powerful passage of Scripture because what that says is there may be places that don't experience the light of the sun. There may be some caves or there may be some, some jungle beds that are so thick that the sun does not reach the, the floor of that jungle. But the entire planet is affected by the heat of the sun. And praise God, we do have that heat from the sun. As I said, otherwise, we would, uh, we'd freeze to death. The sun provides power and life and energy. You don't believe that? Look at how frantically people are trying to capture the power of the sun in solar panels. Look at how people are trying to capture the power of creation through uh, uh, the, uh, the wind uh, turbines and the, uh, the power plants with the rivers and all of the power of creation. They're just trying to bottle up some of that because it's an amazing creation that God has made. Creation tells us that there is a God. You don't even have to pick up a book, although I think it's good to read books. But you don't even have to pick up a book to read about creation. You can just open your eyes. You can just open your ears. You can just reach out and touch creation. You can just go for a walk. You can just go for a hike and you can experience the beauty of creation and the, the, the mighty hand of God. You don't have to hear somebody talk about it. You just have to open your eyes and ears and your mind to realize that you were created and you were designed by God. Now you say, well, pastor, thank you for sharing that with us. That really blessed our hearts. Well, I hope so. But I've read this psalm. I, I know what this psalm is talking about. But I never quite saw it like this before. I want you to think about this. Creation was made as a witness for God. And guess what? You were made, and I was made for a witness for God. Now, creation's doing its job, but what about us? Let's, let's examine quickly as we close. Number one, the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows His handiwork. What about you? What about me? Do we declare the glory of God? Would somebody look at our lives and say, wow, that person loves God and that person's serving God and that person yeah, belongs to God and that person believes the Bible. Would they look at us and see the glory of God? Because Revelation tells us we were created for God's glory. The earth is God's handiwork. Well, guess what? We are God's workmanship, Ephesians uh, tells us. We are God's workmanship, Ephesians 2.10. We were created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We were made to bring glory to God. But are we doing that? 
I want you to hold your place in Psalm 19. I want you to see Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12. Sorry to wake a few of you up here, but you got to turn a few pages there. Daniel chapter 12. I want you to notice verse number 3. Here is a promise that is given. It's a promise given for those who point people to Jesus Christ. It says in Daniel 12, verse 3, they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. That's the, that's the sun, the moon, the stars. They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Now, that's not saying that the stars are going to shine forever and ever because the stars aren't going to shine forever and ever. But those that point people to Christ, those that tell people about Jesus, those that see people come to know Christ, those people, the Bible says, they will shine as the brightness of the firmament and they will shine like the stars and they will shine forever and ever. So are we declaring the glory of God? Are we showing the glory of God? Are we being a witness to people that do not know Christ? Creation is a witness. We say, well, I'm doing my best, but sometimes we have a hard time opening our mouth and telling somebody about Jesus. Sometimes we have a hard time opening our mouths during the song service and singing praise to the Lord. Sometimes we have a hard time showing up for church or sometimes we have a hard time opening our Bible. Can I tell you, creation is declaring the glory of God, but our lives ought to be doing the same. Secondly, creation is declaring the glory of God every single day. Every morning, the sun comes up. Every morning, or every night, you can see the moon and the stars and the creation declares the glory of God every single day wonder if we do it every single day. I wonder if every day we wake up and say, I want to glorify the Lord today. I want people to see Jesus in me. I want to make a difference for Christ today. Creation is doing it every single day. What about us? Thirdly, creation speaks and declares the glory of God to every language on the planet. You know what we did tonight when we voted on five missionaries? We were voting to support people that are trying to get the gospel to every language on the planet. Now, we don't have a missionary to every language. As a matter of fact, we don't even have a Bible for every language on earth. But we ought to be doing everything we can. Creation is sending the message to the entire world, to the four corners of the globe, to every language, but what are we doing? We say, well, I can't give to missions or I can't give to support missions, but it's amazing what we do have money for. Uh, we, my wife and I, we, we've talked about this over the years, and you know the truth is, sometimes people say, well, I can't afford this or I can't do this and I can't do that. And in some cases, I think that's true, but most of us, We've got money for what we want to have money for. We've got money to spend on the things that are important to us. But what are we doing for missions to get the gospel to every language? Uh, the, the creation goes to the end of the world. But I wonder if we would be willing to go across the street. 
I wonder if we'd be willing to speak to a co-worker about the Lord. I wonder if we'd be willing to speak to somebody that does not know Christ. Creation is doing its part to reach the world and to tell the world the glory of God. But what about us? I think about Psalm 19, how it says the sun is coming out of its chamber and rejoicing as a strong man to run a race. Did you know as Christians we've been called to run a race? We've been called to finish our course. We've been called to keep the faith. We've been called to uh, lay aside every weight and run with patience the race that is set before us. I wonder if we are committed like creation, like the sun is committed to come up every day. I wonder if we would be committed every day to say, I'm going to live for Christ. The Bible talks about in Psalm 19, the strong man who is rejoicing, the bridegroom coming out of his chamber uh, with joy and with happiness and with gladness. You say, well, why was he uh, happy? He was happy because he got married. That's a good reason to be happy. Amen, fellas? Amen. amen. That was a great place to say amen, and I commend you for saying it at the right time. But I wonder if we have joy. I wonder if we have power. I wonder if we have commitment. I wonder if we have consistency like a runner running a race. And then... It says in verse number six that the sun's going forth is from the end of heaven and the circuit unto the ends of it. I wonder if we will be committed to finish our course. You know what's amazing thing is I, 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 never, I never have to sit outside and I never have to keep an eye on the sun. I never have to watch, say, you know, I wonder if it's going to keep going today. Now, obviously, we know there have been a few times in history where the sun stood still. It's recorded twice. But I don't think any of us are too worried about that. I don't think any of us are too nervous. I think we know when that sun comes up in the morning, it rises in the east and it sets in the west. I don't even think we have to worry about that. We know it's going to happen. But I wonder if we would have that same consistency. I wonder if we'd have that same consistency to say, you know, I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to love my wife. I'm going to love my children. I'm going to be a witness at work. I'm going to try to tell the truth. I'm going to try to be honest. I'm going to try to love God and please God. I'm going to try to confess my sin and I'm going to try to stay right with God. And when I go to bed tonight, I'm going to confess any sin that I have. And then I'm going to get up the next morning and I'm going to one more day just live for God. And as long as God gives me life and breath, I'm going to keep on serving Him. And I tell you, the heavens declare the glory of God. What about us? I was convicted to think that creation is doing its job very well. But I wonder sometimes if we are slacking in our job. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.